I pray today that somebody will leave this place knowing that you are over the fear factor. You conquered it. You got up. You decided to take control. You decided that the devil will not mess up your mind, mess up your spirit, mess up your emotions. Welcome to Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. We invite you to stay tuned for a life-changing word. Open your Bibles and let's look at Psalm 56. And I'm going to read two verses from that Psalm, verse 3 and verse 4. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. For emphasis. One translation has it, when the time of fear comes, I will trust in thee. You alone, God, will I praise because of your word. God, I have put my trust in you, and because of it, I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Look at someone and say to that person, overcome the fear factor. We're all acquainted with the fear factor. We're all acquainted. Regardless to our station in life, Regardless to our chronological age, we're all acquainted with the fear factor. No other passion so effectively robs the mind of all of its powers and the very being of acting and reasoning. Fear. Some have coined the phrase, the fear trap. For many are trapped in their fears. From our earliest days, we were conditioned to fear. Can I remind you that there were things poured into us, whether folk realized it or not, they were conditioning us. When they said, if you don't take this medication or this medicine, then that's going to happen. And it was always something ominous and spooky. Don't walk under a ladder. If you see a black cat run across front of you, you're going to have seven years bad luck. I thank God I don't live by luck. 
Okay. I can go on and elaborate, but in the interest of time, I want to say that fear breeds superstition. I mean, it's so powerful in that you will see things that you sense and they are not there. There is fear of the unknown. And for many, fear of the known. The Hebrew writer puts it this way. He says, there were many who were in bondage of fear, the fear of death, all their lives long. Fear. The factor of fear has been ever used by the enemy to put God's people in bondage or hostage. So that the things we would do that we don't do and the things we don't want to do, that's what we do. This is a tactic of the enemy to cause God's people to function out of timidity, out of apprehension, out of a sense of uh, fear to the degree that you're in bondage, even while you're praising. <laughs> this is the way we praise him. <laughs> Clap your hands until something happens during the week. You didn't hear that part. Something happens during the week, perhaps when you're all alone, when you're not in the sanctuary with everybody else rocking and rolling. But when you are by yourself and the enemy begins to mess with your mind and begins to mess with your heart and your spirit and you suddenly discover, I'm in bondage. That's why Paul enunciated to Timothy, the young preacher, he said, let me get one thing straight with you, Timothy. I want you to know this one thing, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Somebody ought to say something. The text in our hearing and in our reading this morning is a text that is an account, it constitutes an account of David's life. A time when David was being pursued by Saul. You know, he saw it's something to have somebody chasing you for seven years. Someone in relentless pursuit to tear you apart, to destroy you. And so David was on the run, and, and he ran and ran until the enemy Philistine camp was right over there in Gath. So what he did, he said, well, uh, what's pushing me is seemingly worse than where I'm going. So he ran into Gath's camp, and when the Philistines saw him, they were shocked. A Hebrew coming on over in the air. But here he was, because fear drove him there. 
And while he's there, you know, he's now fearing Saul, but he's also now fearing the Philistines. So he said, well, wait a minute now. I got to work out a little program here, and I'm going to make them think I'm, I ain't got no sense. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm retarded. I'm, I'm, I. And so he lets all the spittle run out down the side of his mouth, and, and he's looking so funny and drab, and they say, oh, don't worry about him. He's just messed up. There are people in situations today because fear drove them there. And they're trying to survive. I'm going to give you a survival formula this morning. How you can overcome the fear factor in your life. When you look at the passage, you see that David is telling us some things. And the first thing that David touches on is that there will be a time when somebody sitting up in here today will be confronted with the temptation to fear. I, I heard you shouting and clapping, but, but, but they're, they're, every one of us is susceptible to fear. I don't care who we think we are and how big we think we are. If you're not careful, fear can entrap you. Listen to David. I said earlier that while my text is really coming from those two verses, and I will read them again. What time or when I am afraid, I will trust in thee. When I am afraid. When I am afraid. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh, because flesh, flat man, peoples, somebody, sooner or later, will come and try to do something to you. When you're in the midst of fear, you are vulnerable. And anything can happen. We got to get over it. Some fear the future. Others fear the past. But all of us, sooner or later, you know I'm right. We are struck with fear. Can I pass this test? Uh, 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 do I have what it takes? Did I make the right decision? Should this be my next step? All of these are confronting things in our minds that cause us to have to address. And sometimes they address out of the spirit of fear. Notice what David says. You got to open your Bibles there and keep it there because you're going to see that what he is saying is that my enemy is pursuing me. And it and looks like he wants to swallow me up. You see it? In verse 1, he is fighting daily. He's oppressing me. You got it? Now, maybe the person sitting next to you don't know about it, but you know you've been going through something. And that's the enemy trying to oppress you. And then he said, and my enemies would daily swallow me up. He says, many. There be that fight against me. 
against my mind, my intellect, against my heart, my emotions, against my soul, my very spirit. The enemy wants to swallow me up. Notice the pronoun that you'll find six times in these 13 verses of a chapter. Six times you hear that pronoun. You know what the pronoun is? They. T-H-E-Y. They. What's going on with you? They said. Why can't you do what you're supposed to do? You have potential. You have, you, you have greatness in you. But no, I can never because they said. Whatever God has put in your spirit to do, if nobody else, I pray today that somebody will leave this place knowing that you are over the fear factor. You conquered it. You got up. You decided to take control. You decided that the devil will not mess up your mind, mess up your spirit, mess up your emotions. Swallowing you up. Hmm? Notice in verse 5, he says, he says, not only are they many, but he says, they twist my words. Look at verse 5. Every day, say they, they, they risk. Now, that, that word risk is old Elizabethan word. It simply means they twist. Watch this now. They, they, they wrench my own words and turn them around. So what I said is not what I said. What, I, what, what they are saying is what they want me to say. Oh, you're not listening. And so words are powerful. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so now watch this now. Is that they, they, they wrench my words and, and they gather themselves, what? Together. You see verse 6? They gather themselves together. So not just one. It's the peoples. Sometimes folk will form a kind of coalition just to bring you down. You ain't going to say nothing, but I'm going to preach it. What God has ordained you to do, and because God has uniquely anointed you, some folk can't handle it. In fact, some folk will never handle it unless you're always beneath them. See, they can tolerate it when you are still you're in your place. But you have to understand that you cannot let other people's opinions and other people's sentiments put you anywhere. Notice the scriptures. It's plain. He said, they gather themselves together. They strategize. They programize so that eventually they may realize something to shout of your downfall. And you let it happen. You ain't going to talk, but I'm going to talk about me. Some of the situations I find myself in in my life is because I let it happen. Come on now. 
Because when you realize that when you function the way God has ordained for you to function, you can't, you don't have to even run. You can stand wherever you are and face whatever you got to face and not let them get the victory over you. Okay, let's get into passage now. He said, not only are they gathering themselves, but notice, same verse 6, say they, they hide themselves. They're gathering and then they hide. They want to be incognito while they rip your life apart. Watch this now. It gets deep. He said, and not only that, they mark my steps. Can I tell you what that means? It means that when I'm walking here, somebody is checking my footsteps to see where I've gone so that they can come in the same footsteps and end up where I am. Come on, somebody. In other words, they follow you. A lot of young people, young men and young women don't understand that sometimes we welcome friends like that. Buddies, cronies, posse. And you surround yourself with folk who, don't, who you don't even realize are only setting you up to bring you down. Help us, Jesus. But that's what fear will do. It breeds apprehension. It breeds suspicion. So you say, hey, hey, what, 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 what? Well, I'm just saying, you want to lift them? What, 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 what? Well, I just want to give you a lift so that when you meet pure motives and decent folk, you're so messed up in your mind. I better preach over here. You're so messed up in your mind that you're skeptical about everybody who comes near you. That's what fear will do. Not a bullet, not a bullet has been shot your way. Watch this. Not a knife has stabbed you. But, oh, you are wounded. And some are mortally wounded. There are people who will gather themselves together and then stalk you to bring you down. Say, they. They are still around. <laughs> I hope none of them sitting up in here today. But they're still around. They marked your steps. And watch this now. And then he said, shall they escape in spite of the iniquity that they have performed? It's all in that verse, you see. Shall they escape? In other words, are they going to get away? Somebody needs to say, well, as far as I'm concerned, if they don't get away, I'm leaving. And a lot of situations that we find ourselves in, we have to make a decision to leave it. One of the greatest joys I had this week when I was visiting at the hospital, as I was going into the door, a young man met me on the side of the door there, and he said, give me your hand. I gave him my hand. He said, look at me. He said, he gave me his name. I said, oh, man, I haven't seen you in years. Boy, where you been? He said, I've been messed up, man. I've done this, man. I did that stuff. I did a lot of stuff. I never left. I said, young man. I said, oh, boy, it's so good to see you. He said, wait a minute. I want to tell you something. I met Jesus, and he turned my life around, and I'm on a different track now. Well, ain't nobody saying nothing. <laughs> 
Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living. <laughs>